Hi, I'm Stephen Crafty, Talking Design, and we're coming to you from RMIT University in Melbourne. And I'm here with a very special guest, uh, sculptor Chris Rack, who is also uh, in partnership with his partner, uh, Catherine Robson, who's an architect, and the firm is called Robson Rack. And the first time I came across Chris's work was at the Anita Traversa Gallery in Richmond, and I walked in and I saw 15 beautiful mild steel, black mild steel sculptures or maquettes on plinths. And I think out of the 15, 14 already had a sold sticker on them. And I was very impressed. I thought, look, it's extraordinary work and I can see the artistry behind it. And when I spoke to the gallery owner, I said, um, Oh, they're almost all gone. She said, look, Chris has a huge following with architects and designers and people literally wait for his work to come up. So thanks, Chris, for coming in. And um, tell me a little bit about your background. Where did you start? Where did I start? Um, the sculpture background. I studied sculpture in, in the early 90s and finished that. And from there ended up in various studios. Um, my first one was at the Docklands, before the Docklands became the Docklands, we know it now. I had one of those beautiful massive sheds and there was there was a few of us there uh, creating artwork, a um, bit of a community, and I just basically uh, got into it and my, I found my medium, which was steel. Mm. And Why steel, Chris? Um, initially at, at, at art school I found it to be... Uh, a challenging material to work with and and I wanted to um, I, just, I just saw the potential of it and it and I found that I could actually I took to it pretty pretty easily and quickly and and loved the the idea of just working with heat and bending and um, achieving the achieving the, the plasticity with it so and went on from there, and I, I and then I started investing in the tools, and it became my whole my my medium basically. So, Chris, you haven't diverged from using steel, mild steel, since the early nineties. That's right. I mean, that's not to say I haven't used other materials, but it's it's, it's my it's my material of choice, mm. and and I'm still I'm still challenged by it. So, it's not as if I can just drop it and move on to another material because there's still so much more to do with it. Chris, why do you think? Uh, architects and designers are so attracted to your work. They're all structures. They can all be buildings. They're all, you know, they could, some of them look like modernist temples. Really, they're they're all. I'm working with light. I'm working with space. I'm I'm working with facets, uh, shadow. Um, but also, I've, I mean, I've also had. I've, I also went back to university and studied interior architecture and. Which which gave me another viewpoint. So you qualified as an interior architect as well. Correct. Yeah. So so this this particular work that that uh, I'd done for the gallery that you'd seen was uh, what what did you call that? Kibos, kibos, which means cube in Greek. And what I did was I just started off with a cube, and from there expanded it. So I I, I just started off with a pure a little form like a cube, and went from there. And, and, and folded it out, unfolded it, took out, laminated, delaminated, just got aggressive with it mm -hmm. at times. People who can't see your work, obviously, 
Every surface has been applied and treated in a series of fine grooves, hundreds and hundreds of fine grooves, which you chisel away at. And you're quite a perfectionist. How many hours? I mean, what type of work goes into making one of these pieces? Uh, well, it, it starts off with, with, with various marquettes. So you've got, before I even get to the metal, I'm sitting there with aluminium flashing, trying to work out the form and then from there I'm, I'm, I'm working with cardboard and, 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 and still working it and, and, and resolving it and then when, when, I, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm 90% happy I, I then start going onto the steel because I know that with the steel, with my knowledge of steel I can also um, take it to, uh, to, to, to the places I want to take it to. But what, what, what I think what you're referring to are the grooves that I'm grinding into um, uh, the metal and that's yeah. That that that's a pretty intense thing to do. How long can each piece take? Oh, I could take. I, I could I could spend a week just uh, grinding the surface to get that surface texture, but it's very important because that that surface texture is my skin, and I can also um, I can also control that and allow that to 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 take the work in 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 other areas I wanted to go in. So what's the magic when the light hits these pieces? Well, uh, well. Because it's because because it's not flat steel. It's it, it, I'm actually grinding about a mill into it. Um, the light is absorbed uh, into it, and but then it's also faceted. So you've got I think once you once you're circulating, once you walk around it, it's always changing, and that's what I like. It's always morphing. It's evolving. And how does your work uh, influence the type of projects you do with your partner Catherine? How does my work? Um, I mean, how do you work as architect and sculptor on a on say a house, for example? I would well. I, I guess we, we I guess we get the brief, um, and we flesh it out. But I well, I think it's the materiality that relates to my work. We've we've been working on us a number of rammed earth houses, which really suits the texture of my work, um, and also. Probably just yeah the whole the whole the the whole process of my work as well. I mean, rammed earth is a um, you're, you're literally forming up uh, panels to create these 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 these, these massive planes and you know, there's just I, f I feel there's a direct relation to it and, and the texture as well. Texture to me is very important. The skin is very important. I'm looking at this wonderful piece in front of me, which is a pair of gates for a, a very substantial house in uh, in East St Kilda. In East St Kilda. <laughs> Uh, how did that commission come about? Uh, that was that was a great brief. That was a um, there was there was these there was basically this big empty hole where where a gate should be, and and uh, the architect at the time, Grant Amon, uh, who was familiar with my work, just said, "Look, um, my clients have actually seen some of your work, and 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 and, and they like it, so do something." So I, 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 what I did was I sketched it out, but I also made a maquette of that gate. I know it's, it's because the gate's quite three-dimensional. You've got these. Um, oh, how do you describe it? If you can, if you can think of a Mondrian, a Mondrian painting, but uh, the use of um, square hollow section and different gauges to create that. So it's it's almost a, a three-dimensional relief. How do people tend to use your sculpture? Is it indoors, outdoors? Is it a combination of both? Do you commission? specifically for outdoor pieces? Do you take an indoor piece and and increase the scale for an outdoor area? Uh, I've, I've done a lot of outdoor commissions and, and it's actually 
a lot of my work, most of my work has been outdoor commissions. Most of my work has actually been in in, in private gardens and, and courtyards and, and and some of these um, gates as well. So, the the the, the stuff you've seen in the gallery, um, the maquettes, the maquettes have been uh, my own personal uh, work that I probably want to see uh, in a larger scale at some point. But I haven't actually been... So those pieces have been used in, tier, in Inter- the interiors That's right. now. That's yeah. And you were telling me just on the way to this interview that you're starting to think about using a bit more colour. Mm. Now, is that going to alienate your the architects who are fond of black? No. I think I think colour's coming in to architecture and interiors quite a bit now. I think we're, we're, we're really uh, starting to reappreciate colour. This last range I did, I did it all in black, and that was just to... to, to condense it down to a pure form but now I want I want to um, bring the color in to see where else that how else that can inform the form as well so my drawing board right now is um, full of color books and 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 and, and studying the um, the colorists of the Bauhaus and Albers and Johannes Eaton just to see the psychology of color so I'm almost mm. I've almost gone back to, to restudy color for this next uh, mm. this next range I'm about to build because I really I still want to get a grasp on it, and I want to do it well. So, Chris, you know, you're very thorough. Um, how do you tend to start a project? Is it by researching a certain idea for quite a long time and then sketching things out and then moving to the maquette stage? How do you tend to work? Uh, if it's a brief... Uh, it's 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 obviously a brief, and I go from there, but if it's not a brief, if, 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 it's, if it's my personal brief, I... No, the last the, the last piece I, I did was I, walking through the street and I I don't know I, ju- I just saw something and I I, I traced that and um, it's it's weird well it's not weird but I I, I traced a, a, a branch and um, put it into a computer and three di- and, and 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 revolved it in in a, in a program which turned into a three dimensional object and just went from there so what 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 came, I just found this incidental form urban form that I just worked on from there it was just a starting point so that's I mean that's just an example of one of the, one of the it's just an example of how I've started something before um, Chris I was going to ask you with outdoor sculpture is it something that's increasingly being uh, taken on by households by homeowners who want something for the garden or is it something that's still fairly new that people see sculpture as something that has to be looked after inside no I think sculpture um, for example every time we're doing every time we um, do a home and, and, and we bring on a landscape architect it seems like uh, sculpture is part of that brief as well there's always mm. sculpture always comes into it so it's an accepted thing most of our, most of our clients uh, are, are, are willing to commission a sculpture as, as, a, as, a, as a finish point for their um, homes. So you work closely with the landscape architect or the landscape designer? Yep, I have done before and I do as well, yes. And they'll actually, you'll work together and decide yep. on a direction? Yep, yep. So give me an example of a, of a process with a, a landscape architect and, and, and a sculpture that comes out. We're designing a house in, um, in Merricks and there's a landscape architect who will be doing the... Uh, you can mention his name, that's okay. Um, I won't mention it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you present a, a sculpture at the outset, and then he works the gar- he or she works the garden into that sculpture, or is it 
an idea that you both discussed at the beginning? Yeah, look, he works a garden, and then and then I'm I'm I, I, I'm finding an area uh, where, where where a sculpture could work well, or he has as well. But if he hasn't, then I've worked an area out, and then we can work around that, and then I'll sketch something up, and um, and the clients will see that, and we'll go from there. Um, Chris, the other things we're going to discuss is why uh, is it it's reasonably difficult to talk about sculpture in Australia. There aren't a lot of magazines, for instance, who are particularly interested in sculpture. Um, you know, you get the occasional review of sculpture in, in a newspaper review. But it's something that seems to be a little bit fringy, even though it brings so mm. much pleasure to people's lives. Why is it that sculpture, is it like contemporary photography? Is it something that's getting stronger or is it just certain audiences are really keen for it? I think it's. <clears throat> I think we've all grown up with the two D uh, as being as being the the artwork in the home, and the painting or or, or the picture on the home, and I, I think sculpture, being a three dimensional uh, force within itself, is just a. It's. I think it's an ambitious thing to get your head around. That was that's been my experience. Um, I've, look, I've had some great clients who've have, have, who've moved on to that, who've gone to that next level, and 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 absorbed the idea of sculpture but I still think yeah it comes from art has always been on the walls mm. and not in the middle of the living room or in the middle of their garden. Chris I'm also very interested in the relationship of you working with your partner who's an architect and how your sculptural ideas how you, the way you think affects a house. How has it changed Catherine's ideas or how does one idea for instance in a house that was going to be perhaps two-dimensional become three-dimensional? Um, there was... Uh, I mean... One, one, a house we did recently in, in Middle Park, um, it, it, it actually started from the joinery. And it's funny, the joinery almost informed the space... Um, Tell me about the joinery. Well, it started oh. off with a kitchen, and I mm. wanted this kitchen to, um, uh, to 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 morph uh, into 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 the ceilings, and I, and it became it became this faceted kitchen, and and we thought it would be um, great to. Uh, so joinery uh, becomes walls. Yes, yes, and joinery informs uh, where those walls will continue on next as well so it's a process of it was it was it was I don't, I, I'd like to be I'd like to, I like being quite pure with uh, the internals of a house instead of I've, I've worked in places where right bang do the walls up and then suddenly the it's 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 joinery that that gets fit in it gets, gets placed in there and it's it's always a separate thing but uh, to me it's it's all part of the home I think it's all part of the same fabric and it's got to reflect the house has to reflect that and has to reflect um, now, if you think um, Chris's life is a glamorous life full of, you know, plush interiors in very wealthy suburbs, he works in very humble um, surrounds in a uh, warehouse in St Kilda. Mm. And when we visited one day, I had a group of people, um, it was actually next to a, a meat, a meat um, packing factory or a... a Meat processing, meat I would processing. say. Yes. Chopping down the carcasses. <laughs> and um, so it's quite interesting, actually, seeing your studio, which is um, quite, you know, gritty mm. and, you know, dirt floors and you 
walk down this lane and you're very, very enclosed. Mm. Um, does it get you after a while working on your own? I mean, there's hours and hours that you spend just literally soaring mm. away, hundreds and hundreds of indentations into beautiful pieces of steel. But does it get you after a while or don't you think about it? No, well, this winter it's gotten to me. I think the, the, the colds, the colds, the colds just, I don't know, it's just been penetrating my bones. But no, I'm in my own little world. The, the, the music's up high, um, my, my earmuffs are on, my masks are on. And, um, but no, it doesn't get to me. It, it, no, I mean, that's, that's the existence of a, of a sculptor or an artist, really. It's, 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 it's an insular existence. It's, it's isolating. But I think, but, but that's where we're finding our pleasure in the work. Um, Chris, what excites you most about the work that you do? I mean, what gives you the most pleasure? Is it seeing something installed after you spent, you know, literally weeks on a project? Surprising myself. That's it. Mm. When you didn't realise that something could be achieved. Yeah, and also when 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 I'm I'm doing something when it's not when when I'm doing something that's quite challenging and not formulaic, and I'm surprising myself. I'm literally, wow, this is. I, I get I get bored very easily, and if I if I'm doing if I if I do something that that I know I can achieve, then I don't know. It's but if I do something that I'm not too sure of, then it's it's a rush to to, to pull it off, and it's that rush. Do you, Chris? Do you um, started with a very set idea, and when you're working through the process, you have a, a very um, uh, a very rigid idea of what something should look like, and then at the end, it mightn't be quite the way you envisaged. Is it something that you take lightly or do you tend to say, look, that's not what I want and start again? Or do you let the material or the idea just take you into an area that you think might be, might work out? Well, it's hard with some of these works because if uh, it's, it's, it's hard to go, if, if you finish it and you don't like it, it's very hard to go backwards and chop it up because... Um, the hours. The, yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's not something I could just chop up and do it again. So at times I literally scrap the whole thing. And So listeners will probably want to know where the scrap goes to. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you recycle it or do you I, just put it in a cupboard? I, I, the funny thing is I, I, I leave it around the workshop. Because there always there's always something about that that that's that that, that, that that's that's going to inform um, my next work as well. Even though that particular work I'm not happy with as as, as a complete unit, there's there's always going to be elements that that will allow me to move on from there. So, but most of the time it's around there, and I've got friends or or whoever coming through, and, and they want it because well, no one's as, as as critical as I am really on my own work, and at times I I tend to. Um, uh, expel a work that shouldn't have been expelled in other people's eyes. Chris, when I look at your work, I immediately am drawn to the fact that these could be mini buildings. They could be a house, mm. they could be a skyscraper. Um, do architects actually look at your work and do you... I mean, what do you see as a possibility? I mean, is there a possibility that um, some of these markets could be made into buildings at some stage? I mean, have architects approached you and say, look, we love your idea... Can we develop something with you? Not as a building yet, um, but I, 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 I still fantasise about creating a, a, a building, um, a sculptural building like that. Um, that's that's I think that's the end game as well. I'd, I'd love to do it. it it's just going to it's. What's it, holding back then? The... Well, I, th I, th 
apart from money. Apart, apart from money and, 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 and someone who's willing to, yeah, a client. But also creating a building that, 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 that's going to work and function and, and, and have that... And, and have that sculptural aspect as well. I think it's it's a very challenging thing. It's it's more challenging than creating a sculpture that's just is is going to be sit there and viewed, rather than a sculpture that will be lived in. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's probably a little bit. The down other the track. thing I was going to say is, you know, people are really. I think people should see your work because I I was literally blown away by it when I first saw it. Um, came home quite depressed because I <laughs> they were all sold and I had no money. Um, but the other thing I was going to ask you, Chris, is where can you see your work outside a gallery? Are there any uh, public arenas, you know, p- parks or um, urban environments that people can actually see your work, or is it something that most of my work's behind behind gates? I think, unfortunately, it's it's it's, it's a lot, most of my work is in private private gardens. So councils haven't approached you at this stage. I've done look. I've done work. I've done work with councils uh, in the past. Some of it, some of it a bit, some of it a bit. I'm a bit funny about it. It's, it's oh, I'm just being critical. But uh, yes, I, look, I've done, I've done open works before. I did some work at uh, years ago. I, I did. I, I sculpted these these anatomical sections along High Street, uh, Westgarth. That's some of my work. There's about twelve. Um, I don't know. You could look at them as bones that I, I literally grinded up out of. Um, uh, anatomical areas of, of native animals that used to live there, so you could see that that's that's mm. that's on the street in, in Northcote. So there's 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 a little bit of that about, but I th- some of my but some of my beautiful beautiful work that I really like and 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 the brief was great and and and, and there was money there was money for it is unfortunately it's in people's Bye. private gardens. Well, lucky mm. them, but <laughs> unlucky us. But um, I'll be continuing to follow your career mm. and um, and look thanks so much Chris for coming in today I um, I still I still think very highly of your work I think it's it's quite extraordinary and it doesn't surprise me that you continually have sellout shows because they are a one-off and they're just so beautifully conceived and all I can say is I want one. <laughs> well, there's yeah, there's a show coming up in February, so next year, and uh, I think that I'll be working towards that. Great. Look, thanks so much, Chris, for coming in today. Thank you, Stephen. And you've been with Stephen Crafty, Talking Design, and we've been speaking to Chris Rack. Thanks, Chris.